Hey guys, welcome back to Bravo Bitches. It is Jen, and it's just going to be us today. Um, Yahaira is unfortunately at a loss of words. She lost her voice, so it's just going to be us. So let's kind of just dive right into Potomac. Um, I think these episodes are just getting longer and longer, and there's no really like new drama there's not much going on I mean it's just the same old stuff and I am so tired of sitting through them honestly which is a bummer because Potomac used to be like the shit so whatever this week um the episode opens up with Karen and Raven getting tattoos and we get a little rundown of how things are going for Raven in New York City. Um, I think she's still going to school, but she did mention that she's basically an influencer and she has, uh, I think, a job or an internship in um, PR for fashion. So it was nice to see, you know, how much she's grown up. I mean, obviously, we didn't see her as a little kid, but from the first season up until now like it's kind of crazy to see like how far she's come so like congratulations to her that's really cool um you know cut from that over to a scene with Candace and her mom and honestly I don't even bother with I don't even bother with Candace anymore like her scenes are just background noise at this point like if I really have to go to the bathroom the episode just started like perfect because Candace is on my screen and going to the bathroom. Um, yeah, not much to say about that. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, and then it cuts over to Wendy meeting with the new producers for her talk show. I like the idea behind it, but I do think that like it's a confusing mix of topics, uh, maybe too broad, I think. Like, the concept definitely needs work because if I'm if you're over here like talking about the BET awards, I don't want to be listening about politics an episode later. Like, come on, Wendy, like figure shit out because it's too broad. Like, there's too much going on. I feel like it definitely needs to work. So, you know, I mean, I haven't really kept up with any of that. So maybe it's already out. I'll have to give it a listen or. I'll have to watch it if it's on any platforms. Um, switching gears, we see Karen and Giselle meeting up with Raven and Grace for like a mother-daughter brunch or whatever. I mean, it's like, it's cute, I guess. <laughs> like, there wasn't much there, but, you know, something that stood out to me was that Grace said she's a homebody she's going to school in Florida and I might be wrong correct me if I'm wrong how are you going to be going to school in Florida and say you're a homebody like nah we know why you're going to Florida correct me if I'm wrong but it's like saying oh I'm going to Santa Barbara <laughs> like you like to party that's what you wanted to do. You're going to UCSB because you want to party. The same thing as going to school in Florida. Like, whatever. Uh, skip 
Robin and Juan scene, so annoying. I don't even care. Like, next, Mother's Day brunch. Okay, Mia's mom didn't go. And she says she's fine, but it looks like she's hurting, which really, really fucking sucks. Like, I feel so bad for anybody that, you know, doesn't have a good relationship with their mother. Maybe they don't want a good relationship with their mother after everything, but it does suck because I feel like it's so important to, you know, not not even just as a woman, like as a person, like having that mother figure, having your mother, like it's just so important. And I feel like it really, I, I would be so lost and confused without my mom. So it really does suck to see that, you know, at, even at, like, come on, like, Mia's, like, older, obviously, you know, so, I mean, like, having to live through that is just so depressing, and I really feel for her, um, you can see that she's not fine, um, well, then Candace, you know, like, obviously, she's had her issues with her mom, but, I mean, I I thought it was really nice of her to plan this and include everyone's, uh, moms, too, so, you know, um, Wendy not being there because of a book signing, I feel like that's kind of, look, obviously she had her book signing or whatever the fuck, book launch, I don't, I don't even know, um, the same day, but I feel like it was just kind of an excuse, um, yeah, she definitely did not want to be there, especially since Wendy, or sorry, Candace is like, you know, building her own relationship with NECA that pretty self-explanatory I feel like because um the way I see it is Wendy expects Candace to have her back no matter what and Candace is like no I'm gonna get to know NECA on my own and you know I'm not gonna go based off of your guys's interactions because that has nothing to do with me which props to her because I don't like Candace, so whatever. <laughs> um, cut to Sharice and Ashley talking literally next to Ashley's own mom. Next to Miss Shaley. Um, Ashley is obviously not rushing to get divorced for a reason. And I say this while rubbing my fingers together because we all know that's the reason, okay? She does not want to divorce that man because she needs his finances. Sharice is not wrong. Like, come on, we're not stupid. Like, nobody stays in a marriage with a man that's, like, plus 20 years older. And obviously, their relationship wasn't working, like, because of love or because things might work out. Like, no, we're not stupid. Anyway, next, Robin didn't go. Are we surprised? Candace is an idiot. I mean, for once, like, think a little bit. And it's obvious she doesn't because then she goes on to sing. Like, dude, if I wanted to see you sing, I would pay for the concert. But I, I'm not. I'm not paying for the concert. So at this point, like... I just put it on mute. Put it on mute or skip. I would rather watch an ad, okay? <sighs> Whatever. 
Um, you know, I think Robin definitely had a good point in, like, it's not the day. Like, she doesn't want to just, like, sweep it under the rug. Like, it's definitely not the day to, like, sit down and act like as if nothing happened. Because it's, like, Mother's Day. Like, why would she want to spend her time there with Candace knowing that they don't have a friendship? So, honestly, like, I have more respect for Robin for sending out that message of, like, you know what? Like, it's just not the time and place. And, like... I'd rather us have like a sit down like one-on-one so I think that was very big of her and you know obviously them at the I don't know if it was a cafe or like a chocolate shop but you know them sitting down and having this conversation I'm like dude like so pointless because they just keep going round and round over the same stuff and it's it's not going anywhere like Candace wants to move forward with Robin but then she goes and says stupid things and then she expects Robin to, like, want to be her friend. Like, that just doesn't work like that. Candace dug her own grave. And as stupid as Robin is, I have to side with her. I don't even know why Candace wants to be her friend. Like, she thinks so low of her, but still wants her around. Like, girl, if you think this girl did this shit to you, why do you want her around? Like, that's so embarrassing. And... I don't know like I keep saying this I'm so tired of this franchise I just don't see how we can go up from here all of the women dislike each other or have a, like feel a certain way about the other and it's it's not something that we can even enjoy anymore like the drama is the same shit it's there's nothing refreshing about it and honestly like Obviously, I've seen these tweets of, you know, who, how would you cast, like, next season? And I don't know. I feel like I would just keep Giselle, Ashley, and Karen and introduce some newbies or, you know, bring some friends of because this shit is getting old. Like, Yeah. There's not much to say about this. I mean, I pretty much skip over half of it. Like, it's stupid. And it's not even, like, worth watching. But I'm just, like, watching in hopes that things will get better. So here I am. You know, we're recapping Real Housewives of Potomac. And all I'm saying is, is it's getting old. It's boring. And we need something new. They need to freshen it up. They need to bring some new people in. And make it fun like this thing's getting old and it's so boring honestly okay you know what let's let's just talk about miami okay real housewives of miami is bringing it um i was a little worried at the beginning of the season i was like mm, yeah okay but you know what they're really fucking bringing it um this episode starts out with you know the women getting ready for the trip you know they fly out to mexico nicole's flying commercial because she has to work which is so relatable okay i mean flying commercial is relatable having to work is relatable but if she had the option of using the pj she would have used the pj okay so nicole is relatable she's a relatable queen she is you know what you guys already know this is a stan nicole podcast okay 
uh, and it's 100% a slander Larsa podcast, but you know what? Anyway, everybody knows that. There's nobody that can argue it. Nicole is that bitch. She is Barbie. Anyway, um, Gertie comes through with the emotion, talking about how the second surgery was a success, but she does have to go through chemo. Um, she was telling the women this, I believe it was on the Sprinter van, or it was either on the Sprinter van or when they were waiting to board. But, you know, I feel for Gertie, and we've talked about this before, like, it, it really does suck that Gertie is going through this, and it is insane how she is being so vulnerable and so honest on screen because there's a lot of housewives that don't do that. They like to say that, you know, they do this and they do that and they like to call out other people for not being vulnerable or being honest, but I think Gertie is really the embodiment of that. And I don't know if I said that right, but anyway, just bear with me, okay? I'm here alone. Um, let's talk about Adriana's comment about being a gay man trapped in a woman's body. What does that even mean? Can somebody please explain? Does that just mean that she's a woman? Like, what? She's so weird for that. So... The women are in Mexico, they're in Alexia's room, they head out to the balcony, pretty much a little patio, and Larsa brings up a comment Alexia made in the past about her selling her product whenever she is hosting an event for the ladies, and it turns into this big-ass argument about how Larsa works so hard and how dare Alexia like make fun of her for you know trying to get that coin and you know so what if you know that whenever she hosts events it's for her like brand deals or whatever and then it just turns into Larsa and Alexia arguing over their men slash x-men supporting and providing so basically <laughs> Larsa's argument is that yeah, she has Scotty, like, technically, obviously, they're no longer together, they're divorced, but, yeah, she has Scotty, but she doesn't have a Todd, so she doesn't have somebody providing and, like, living with her, and, I mean, come on, like, we're not stupid, like, you're gonna tell me that Scotty doesn't provide for you, like, even if he's not physically there giving you, like, the money or buying you the car, like, girl, you're living off of his money, okay? And you can't say you're self-made, and you can't put yourself above all the other women. They all work. And for her to be saying this just because she's offended that Alexia said that she's always pushing her brand deals at events is, like, stupid because, I mean, I don't want to belittle, like, the work that she does because, like, you know, whatever, put the work in, but she's not the only one that works. I don't think she should get offended. And I, I think she's taking it too far with Alexia by saying, like, you know, well, you have Todd that provides for you. And it's like, to some extent, most of these women are provided for. Like, okay, you got a divorce. You got money from that. Okay, you have a man. They're probably paying for your shit. Like, 
it's just not a good argument. It's the same thing as like Monica calling Lisa materialistic. Like, sorry to, you know, um, bring in the multiverse here, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing and it's stupid to make that like argument because it's, they're literally all in the same boat, most of them at least. Um, so whatever, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> And Kiki proves that this is stupid by, you know, doing her confessional with her vibrator and saying like, okay, well, you have Toddy, or <laughs> Toddy, you have Todd and you have Scotty. I just combined the two, but you have Todd, you have Scotty, and I have none of that. I have my vibrator here and it costs me money and it's not providing me any money. So at the end of the day, both Alexia and Larsa are tone deaf. They're just having a competition to see who's more than the other, I guess. Um, and what has me dying is that Marisol's like on the brink of death. She's literally dying. And the two people, you know, she says the two people I love the most could give a shit. And the two people that, you know, I've hated the most, Julia and Adriana, are basically on the rescue. Like, they're helping her out. So, I mean, it was kind of interesting to see all of that kind of happen, but moving on from that, Kiki and Julia fucking slay, okay? They walk out of the Mondrian and they look amazing. They're on the way to see Adriana's choreography. She's practicing her, she's rehearsing her choreography for Pride. So they're just kind of like joining her because um, the other women are going to go look for cake for Kiki and Julia since it is their birthday. We see them arrive at the dance studio and it kind of just shows how unprepared Adriana is for this and I don't think she understands like the magnitude of what she's doing. I mean like yeah she knows it's going to be like hundreds and thousands of people, but she's trying to learn a whole choreography in a day, literally the day before Pride. So, you know, that is kind of nerve wracking. Um, it cuts from the rehearsal over to, I think it's Alexia and Gertie at the Mondrian, and they're basically waiting on Larsa and Lisa. Here comes Larsa. Both of them know that neither one is going to apologize, so they just move on, which is like, I think it's such a stupid way to, such a stupid way to handle a friendship. Like, you're both stubborn, dumb, and annoying, so you guys kind of just sweep it under the rug, because they'd rather be friends than value themselves, I guess? I mean, like... If you're okay with not receiving an apology after you know you've been disrespected or you feel like you've been disrespected, then you definitely don't value yourself. It's just, I mean, there's no argument there. Like, I think it's kind of crazy how they're okay with just literally, they know how each other, how each one of them is, so they're okay with just letting it slide. But they would be having a fucking ball if anybody else did that to them so you know what like 
at some point that's going to come crashing down and it's just not a genuine friendship honestly like I just don't see it as a genuine fresh friendship it's it's weird I thought it was so funny to see the women all crammed into this like small ass bakery trying to pick a flavor for <laughs> Julia and Kiki's cakes um <laughs> and then it kills me when Alexia's like Red Velvet, Red Velvet's American. It just had me cracking up, okay? She's she's funny sometimes. Like, I may not like her, but she's kind of funny sometimes. Um, I think it's just the ignorance of, like, it cracks me up, okay? Um, Larsa and Lisa are sitting outside of the bakery while Gertie and Alexia figure out the cake situation. And it is flabbergasting, okay? Larsa has the same passcode as Marcus. And honestly, for some reason, Lisa's making sense here. Like, if it's not about trust, it's like way too soon to be going through phones. Like, I don't understand really where Larsa's coming from because personally, I think that my significant other's phone is their private property and it's not because like it's not because i don't like what is this saying what is this saying again see this is when yahida would be helpful because she would be like looking at me and we'd both know what i'm thinking but oh out of sight out of mind it's not anything like that it's just that he's allowed to have his own shit too you know like i don't want him if it's mine, it's mine. Why the fuck are you grabbing it, you know? Like, Larsa's weird for that. She says it's not anything that has to do with trust, but I don't believe that. I was surprised to hear Lisa making sense because, you know, her situation with Lenny and everything, but I mean, it might actually kind of be a bad look because if she didn't go through Lenny's phone and trusted him and then he cheated on her, hmm. You know what? I stand by what I said. Lisa's making sense. You trust somebody until you can't trust them anymore. And that's just, that that might just be like a, like a morals thing, I guess, because I don't think it's fair to be going through people's phones that's their private property i don't know what to tell you that's kind of just how i see it and i'm not surprised that that was coming from larsa they are literally attached at the hip like it's well whatever <laughs> um you know lisa's talking about Lenny wanting to build her a home um no 100% no that is just another way for him to have that thumb over her pretty much like girl come on think a little like sometimes she says stupid shit and I just don't I don't know like I can't I don't know if I should believe that she's has common sense has any logic because sometimes she she says some good things some smart things and sometimes i'm just like are you dumb why are you dumb 
100% Lenny definitely wants to have control over Lisa by building her a home. There's no argument about that. There's no way you could change my mind. That is 100% what he's trying to do. And it literally surprises me that she doesn't see it in that way. And if she does, I don't understand why she would be okay with that or move forward with that. Um, you know, she's seen the stuff he's capable of and she's going through this shit, but still, I don't know. It's, it surprises me and I don't know why. I don't know why it surprises me. I should have seen it coming. Um, the last episode we saw, was it the last episode or two episodes ago where, um, it was fashion week or it was swim week sorry and kiki had invited them for an after party that was literally the whole point of having them at swim week was because she wanted them there for an after party all the women bailed on kiki except for julia and adriana and kiki decides that she's going to confront larsa about it because it's it's like so noticeable that Larsa wants these people to be good friends and she hates being the punching bag and this and that but like be there for your friends show up for your friends you know Kiki is confronting her because she cares about the friendship if Kiki were to go without saying anything and just ghost her then that shows like she doesn't give a fuck but Kiki does care so obviously like confronting her was the best way to go and of course Larsa's making excuses talking about how she had a fever she was taking antibiotics girl if you weren't feeling good you tell Kiki that and you don't go to swim week okay she was just trying to be there for her little photo ops she was just trying to be there to show people that she was at swim week and it's like if you weren't feeling well then you probably shouldn't have gone to it at all because now you look like a dick. You look like a bag of dicks. Literally so upsetting because she's not being a good friend and Kiki gives her yet again another chance. And I don't think that's fair because Larsa doesn't seem to care about anybody but Larsa or Marcus. I said it. And that is telling because she literally has four kids. Okay? Anyway, next. Um, we see the women walking um, into this dinner that's at a gallery. Uh, it's quite the unique dinner setting. I mean, I personally would have been a little weirded out. Uh, but you know what? Art is art. And what makes art art is uniqueness so at the end of the day it's really cool obviously would be cool to experience it i don't know if i would find it out that way but the whole point is that alexia set up this dinner and you know they're just going through the gallery and you know there's like half naked guys wearing bunny masks i guess and yeah i mean it's, it's it's a weird setting but it's nothing 
it, it's not even in a bad way. It's just, it's literally just weird. It's unique. Who cares, right? Um, and obviously the ladies are enjoying their dinner, kind of. I mean, they're kind of being like assholes about it. But um, Larsa suggests playing truth or drink, basically. And Gertie decides to come in hot by bringing up the fake tears comment that Larsa made in which she was basically trying to hurt Gertie's feelings, which is fucked up because, you know, I mean, I know Gertie is not trying to use cancer as an excuse, but come on, like, have a little bit of, like, sympathy. Like, give her a little bit of grace, like, as her friend, and, and like, that's the crazy part. It's as her friend. Like, she should have sympathy for her friend, but she doesn't. It's still just about, okay, well, what did you say about me? What did you do to me? You haven't apologized to me. You haven't done this to me. You didn't let me know about this. And it's like, Larsa, for real? Gertie is literally going through so much. And I think it's really fucked up that a friend of hers, a dear fucking friend of hers, is putting her through the fucking ringer when she should be there for Gertie. I mean, this just goes to show, like, Larsa keeps saying she's the punching bag and she's tired of being the punching bag, but she's literally a bitch. She doesn't take accountability. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody but herself. And, I mean, you know, let's toast to Kiki for giving her yet again another chance when she does not deserve it. And... I mean, these women know how to create a scene, um, being that they were at a beautiful, artistic dinner, and they still somehow fucked it all up and were being super disrespectful to the artist. But I got what Gertie's intentions were. Unfortunately, that's just the way it works with these groups, is you bring it up and you have to expect that there's gonna be... A fight. I mean, there's going to be retaliation. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be screaming over each other, saying some of like the most hurtful shit. And honestly, I just think that the way I see Larsa is no matter what you say, if it's anything that is against her or could possibly be taken that way, she's going to expect you to apologize. No matter what you're going through, no matter what she did to you for you to say that that's just the kind of person that she is and it's super unfortunate because she's literally playing the victim by saying oh i'm so tired of being people's punching bag but it's like bitch you deserve to be punched i'm sorry but like if we're being honest like candace got her shit rocked and she was kind of asking for it <laughs> okay and at this point, I feel like everybody's getting to that level with Larsa, where nobody can really stand her. And I mean, I take Gert I take Gertie's side because I love Gertie and I really do hate to see that she's going through this. And it's not even about like the cancer, but it's the person that she is. Like she is another one of those hardworking women 
even through what she's going through, she still tries to show up for everybody. So honestly, the episode ends there at the dinner and Nicole's still not in the picture because she's barely getting off of work probably um, at the time that the dinner's taking place. So you know what, at the end of it, Potomac didn't really give much. I wasn't expecting anything out of it. Um, I definitely knew that it was going to be another snooze fest while watching that show, but um, Miami for sure. I'm looking forward to what's to come, and I really hope that we get to see more of, you know, Gertie taking a stand, and I don't know. I kind of want to see, like, where this all goes for Larsa, because it does seem like she's kind of becoming the victim of everything, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just, like, kind of excited to see where the rest of the season goes. Um, I think our next episode's going to be really, really good. And seeing Adriana perform is going to be very interesting. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know this one was a little weird. It felt a little weird for me to be doing this alone. But hopefully Yahida will be back for the next one. And... Please, please, please show us some love on Instagram. Show us some love on Twitter. Um, I like to be really active on Instagram. So, you know, we could chat there too. So please just keep showing us the love. And thank you so much for listening.